Stupid Hearts Club is yours to enjoy for free wherever you get your podcasts. But if you've fallen deeply in love with the show, or me, even though that's a bit weird because we've never met, then you might want to consider supporting the show via patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club for about five or a month you can indulge in your sick little fantasy that i am your very own little audio husband friend without ever having to deal with the fact that in real life i leave socks and half drunk glasses of water everywhere either way i'm very happy you're here so please enjoy the show guest, the fantastic and funny TV's Jessica Nappit. She's been on telly, the in-betweeners film and... Alright, so that's not that's not a brilliant intro, is it? I've, I've botched it sort of on purpose, but I'm just going to tell you that I didn't introduce Jess. We had a brilliant chat. You're really going to enjoy this. Jessica Nappett is a uh, comedian, comedy actress, writer, person who I must have met along the way quite a few years ago. We really get on. She's very funny. And she is more successful than me. And I'm fine with it. Let's have a look. What's Nappett been up to? Let's have a look at Nappett's. She's done. Drifters. I think that's the thing that made her uh, best known. Some Outsiders, Avoidance, the the Inbetweeners movie, Taskmaster, Judge Ramesh. Uh, you know, loads of stuff. Bad Education? No, The educate, the Educatorer. Uh, Rob, Rob Deckett. Rob Deckett? Rob Beckett's Undeniable. Alan Partridge, Alpha Papa. I mean, she's doing fine. She's doing fine. And she is... A funny old sod, and I really love this chat. There was there was some delay issues and some sound issues while we were recording, but having checked it, I think it's mainly okay. And I removed a few dodgy bits, so I apologise if you suddenly find a bit of conversation where it goes out of whack. I think it's going to be okay though. The main thing is there's a lot of warmth, there's a lot of love, and there's a lot of laughing. I would totally love Jess to come back more. She's great. Enjoy our lovely chat, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else. Please enjoy this week's Stupid Heart Club with Jessica Nappets. It's that. That's a shame. That's a shame because the thing that's letting it down is possibly the connection. Uh, what your internet connection? Well, I can't re. Yeah, you're a little bit popping in and out. What about really? me? You're good. Oh no, hang on. Okay, there we go. 
Now you're clean. Good. Clean, crisp. Clean Hello. feed. Brought to you by Clean Feed TM. <laughs> trademark. It's a tr- it's a simple trademark. Just nap it. Yes. Hiya. I was trying. I was trying to think how to. Yeah, I didn't really. I didn't really have anything. I couldn't really build on that. It's all right. It's early. <laughs> I often do this at around six in the evening. But now and again, if someone's available, whenever, especially when they're a hot guest, then you jump on it. But it does mean that uh, I'm in the egg phase of the day. Are you? I've just had Nico egg. Yeah. How many breakfasts do you have? What a day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I reckon two. How many meals do you have a day? Four. Do you have four? I thought you might be a four meal kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, the first bit probably isn't a meal. I guess you could call it a snack. Because I might dip a banana okay, in a load of peanut butter, with? right? Or I might just yes, have... A, okay. Like before, while the kettle's boiling... I'll nail three oat cakes, a lump of cheese, some strawberries, maybe a bit of hummus, or I might dip really? it. Really? Or I might. I've got. I buy peanut butter by the bucket now. I love peanut butter. Since I found out that you want hundred percent peanut butter that's not got palm oil in it, I can now get to be oh, smug right. and think of it as protein because protein isn't carbs. But then, like an hour later, when I leave the house, I'm just like, I can have a cheese and ham panina. <laughs> <laughs> and a coffee. Why is it? I, what I've realised recently, this is going to be p- possibly quite a dull start. I'm no, sorry. No, no, I'm no. going to just talk about porridge just momentarily. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Guys, uh, by the right. way. Porridge? <laughs> no, I'm going to just, I'm yeah. just going to say it. You do what you porridge need to do. Porridge doesn't work. It doesn't work. What, you mean this? It this... doesn't fill you up. Mm-hmm. It makes you hungrier, okay? And I'm just, I just feel better that I've got that off my chest. You mean? If I have porridge, then it's a two breakfast day. Do you mean like the porridge claims that are made are wildly exaggerated? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, please, porridge. <laughs> Such arrogance. I know, the arrogance. Who, who, where's that? Where does that? Because they're only oats, aren't they? And well, like, it just it it angers me because you try and do something good with your life, like have a bowl of porridge. Yeah, yeah. Or overnight oats. And is that what? Is that? Are you an overnight oater? No. I have tried that. I have. I've tried it. They are Imagine lovely. the organisation. Imagine the I person know. I mean, you'd have to be. Who? Who? If I had time for that well, shit, precisely. I'd have a job. <laughs> if I was that kind of person, you, do have you know. A job. I think I'd Yeah, do. you'd have a you'd have would you what job would you do? I know this is your podcast. That's all but right. what job would you do if you weren't a writer, mm. comedy well, podcast guy? Well we um who is also we may find out so because there's not been enough work to sustain um that heady career that's you know been fucking withering on the vine for about four years. Podcasting is the it's one. It's a brutal. It's a brutal industry, isn't it? It is. We'll come to that properly. But to answer oh, okay. the question, because like I now fantasise about doing something completely fucking different and wholesome. And farming parsnip. 
parsnips. Growing. Just parsnips that's what, and that's sun. That's the first thing that springs to mind. <laughs> that would be my I business. Think of wholesome. Parsnips and sun. Um, <laughs> I think now that I'm down on the coast, like I've immediately like switched into this, like the possibilities of what would be peaceful and nice and no stress and all that mm. have broadened incredibly. So I get quite jealous of the fish stall guy. But I don't really want to just... No, I don't no, want to that smell it. around me think all day. <laughs> I don't want that stink. Of course you don't. I don't want the fish stink. Also, have you ever caught a fish? I don't think he has to catch them. Oh, he just he's the seller. He's just a salesman. Yeah, I wouldn't want to get up at three in the morning and be a fisherman or a fisher them, as um, <laughs> Sam Smith said. Is it Sam Smith? I don't know who people are. Sam Smith, the pop star. Yeah, is he the one that wore that big wobbly rubber outfit and then said Fisher them yeah, on a yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, That's funny. Yeah, or, or maybe it wasn't supposed bless to Bless her them. Oh, God, I'm doing it now. Oh, no. I'm not getting into that. <laughs> I'm no, not no, getting no, into no, all not that. Do, let's not go there. Um, so, I... So, a fisher, so a fisher them. Yeah, you want to be a fisherman. <sighs> a fisher them. But I think... I think I'm almost ready to sort of go, right, I want. I just want... Like a little cafe bar. It's almost like an art space. A sort of... Oh, my God. Like owning yes. a, owning a, a hybrid space that is knocking out coffees and, you know, nice fucking grilled sandwiches and that. But, oh, yeah. But you also... Probably sell porridge, though, don't you? Probably. Probably. Over, 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 for that, I'll do overnight oats. Well, you just if, think about it, because you are going to have to... Actually, when you first open this arts centre with a mm. with a with a cafe, you mm. are going to have to be the guy that makes the overnight oats the night before. That that unfortunately is the barrier. That's always think, the barrier. But then, when I think of like totally other, well, you just think, why shouldn't I just be like? How do people become like a canoe instructor? <laughs> like you know, like when you go for a day out and you go, oh look, we're suddenly on a where the rapids are. And we're all being put on. We're, someone's making us put all these like waterproof vests on. He's he's giving me a helmet and giving us a talk. And now we're in the river again. And then we leave and don't do that again for about another fifteen years. When for some random reason you end up canoeing again. But that guy did it every day in between. That's a that's a good life choice in my opinion. Because he just loves canoeing. Yeah. And he did what he loved. Well. I did what I loved, but I I don't, it doesn't love me. And now I feel as if I have to uh, think seriously about whether I want to be in this abusive relationship anymore. And I say that not not, uh, making light of real abusive relationships, because I've been in those as well. (laughs) Oh, cool. (laughs) What about you? So have I, actually, yes. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, okay. And I actually think... That's why, isn't it? Because that's we have a we have a high tolerance for what? I mean, it is connected for, for bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So I've been thinking about this. Yeah. And I think that this industry it requires you to have such yeah such a high tolerance for rejection and negative feedback and uh, um, neglect that's the one (laughs) abandonment 
and abuse. And I think, so you sort of do have to either have so much security and high self-esteem that you can tolerate it because you just think you're excellent and, and in that sense you might sort of be a psychopath I think. yeah well that, that that's that's why there's so many of them doing it yeah or you have a tolerance for it for for all, for all the wrong reasons <laughs> yeah which is you're a mug <laughs> yeah sort of that you don't have a very high opinion of yourself or, so. or you've got a tendency to be a mug despite being a lovely person <laughs> but yeah, I mean, joking aside, I did. I did a load of. Uh, I've done all sorts of therapy over the years, and one bit, same one bit that I did about four four-ish years ago, explored mm. that very issue. It's like, why am I letting people, you know, treat me not not great, or what do I? Why do I not know when it's happening? Or why do I not know how to set a boundary? Or all that. I did loads of work on that. And now, I mean, it's not its not a coincidence that now I feel like I need the industry less. Yeah. And I sort of can't be doing with putting myself through hell in order just to get permission to do something I already know I'm good at. and that It's the permission. Yeah. It is the permission. It's the permission. And that's, it's also, I mean, I'm really going through this as well. I'm glad we're talking about this. Good. Because I really feel like I have, I mean, I got a break quite early on as well. I mean, I actually have been slogging away for years, but it was quite early doors when I got drifters. Yeah. And then, so I sort of thought like that it, well, I think part of me thought that it wasn't that hard and part yeah. of me definitely thought, oh, you just, I'll, that'll just happen for me again. Yes, but, I've seen that. But I also got sort of inst- almost, almost institutionalised hmm. in the sense that it's like, this is the process of how you get a TV show and then you make another one and then you make another one. That's what you do. Yeah, exactly. And what it's you do is you write a thing and you go to a person and you ask them if you can make it and they say... Well, they should say yes, but most of the time they say no. Yes, nearly all the time. And so, nearly all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And then then when they say no, you just have to be okay with it and just come up with another idea and then take it to them again, another person maybe. Now, let's just, let's press pause on that because how much money do you get paid to go off and think of that new idea? No money. No money. Almost never any money. Do you remember the phrase from the nineties? Mo money. I do. Yeah. Well, Mo money, the comedy Mo world, the comedy right, the writer's version of that is no money. <laughs> Whatever that no, tune was. Yeah, no it was money, Mo no money, money. Here Mo we money, go. Here we Mo go. Problems. No money. No money. <laughs> like, like this has just happened. I to don't me. remember that. Well, yeah, maybe I'm I'm old, but even just last week, right? Sorry. Just last week. Uh, no. I've been working on a comedy drama idea for ages with the full support of a lovely, lovely producer person who then has gone, right, now I'll go out to bat with this idea. And it's like, if it was a sketch, the sketch would be, we work for two years on something, that person finally takes this thing under their arm into a building where someone says, hi, hey, look, what we're looking for at the moment is uh, jaunty half-hour comedies, and she's literally just turned on a sixpence and walked back out the building and said they don't want this they want one of them and you're like we just 
we've we've effectively yeah. built a house yeah. for nothing. And it isn't that yeah. per, isn't her fault. I'm not angry at her. It's not it's not that person's fault. She's now going right. There's no point me trying to sell this. Not in this building anyway, right? So she's giving us the intel that yeah. she's getting, but we're like, yeah. I don't know if I've got the energy in me now to go. Cool. What is it you wanted? You wanted us to just walk away from this two thirds built house f- that we built for free, and and then. And now you're looking at like just some abandoned wasteland going, we've now got to like dig all this shit up and build foundations and start the process again for free again. Yeah. I just don't know if I, I just, I, yeah, yeah. I, at the risk yeah. of, I don't really care anymore. If someone, someone, if people in the industry hear me saying this out loud, it sort of doesn't matter anymore because I've got nothing to lose because you can't quit or be fired from a job you already haven't got. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> do you know what I mean though oh god I know yes I know but of course honestly, I do and it, it's it's so painful mm. and yeah but the bit the bit of me that knows that uh, stomping off like that and it's not like about being bitter because it's, it's just like uh, well it doesn't mean you're never going to do it again or that if you're patient and you like find something to do and Things come up because because we have been around a long time. We've got lots of contacts, and every now and again something comes in, or someone will go, "Oh, this is a good idea." Like, you know what? Would you be interested in helping on this? Or, you know, so it's like I just want to trust that now. I just can't be digging holes for free all over the place. I can't fuck. It. I literally can't afford to do it. You know, who can? <laughs> Try again. Three, two, one, go. Go. <laughs> there is, so there it is. Were we supposed to say go at the same time? I mean, that would have been ideal. It said, you see, it was at the same time for me. Yeah. So you're getting the delay, but I don't have a delay for you, but you have a delay for me. I think we'll be all right. I mean, it's all timing, isn't it, really? Yeah. And that's not important, as we both know. Well, the quality of the conversation is <laughs> extremely high. Do you think so? Yeah. I, I'm enjoying it. <clears throat> I've developed hay fever. Another exciting contribution to the start of the conversation, I think. What, like you've developed it like you've never I've had it I've developed it. I've developed it. Um. Have you have you never had it before? No, I've never had it before, Nikos. Is what I'm trying to tell you. Well, it's an outrage. That's not the only way that you can develop something. Like we've just been talking about developing TV shows for oh. two years at a time for no money. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you brought it back. Well, um, yeah, I know. I I know. Here's the other thing that I've been thinking is that so because it's agony, obviously. I I feel I think we're both in the same situation at the moment because it's mm-hmm. just you get wounded you get so wounded and then you have to just like have a little bit of a period of licking your wounds I think don't yes. you and during that time you just have to do something else and so it is really important to be able to do something else yes and um and enjoy it, that you thing. know whatever that is yeah and and hopefully that thing can make some money that would be good like sell some fish or something yeah 
But I also think that then it starts to become so pointless trying to earn money from it that you might as well, Mm. and I'm not suggesting that you aren't doing what you love anyway, Mm. but Mm. you might as well just do the most ludicrous batshit thing that you think no one's going to watch or listen to. Because yeah, I mean, that seems to have just as much... You know, like we do always have one eye on the commercial don't we yes. it's like i'm just starting to think now that that that's pointless that's really pointless well this is the interesting bit because god love her i love my agent to pieces but she's trying to get me i love hired. your agent to pieces by the way oh yeah yeah you had a, you had a few chats with her didn't you when she used to be a producer ligia mm. yeah she's, yeah sorry she's i just ace. did a big gulp of tea but she also gets wind of what is being looked for and she'll tell me because that's like how she, how she how her world works. Like she gets, you know, she says, "Right, go and do go and make one of those, and I will be able to sell it." Because the people that say they're looking for things want one of those, but often it's like not really what you want to do, what they what they say <laughs> they want. And then yeah. if you go off and just do that, do a load of those, which is against your your sort of instinct of what you wish you were doing, it'll take so long to get it moving that someone else will be in that job now or they'll have decided that they don't want anything like Miranda anymore. They want something like Fleabag and and you'll have... Like, so getting the timing right, even if you try and follow that, is very hard. Yeah, I, I totally think there's a kind of alchemy to it when things actually do get made. Definitely. I think it's, it's a miracle. Yes. And I think, you, you know, not, not enough people acknowledge how miraculous it actually is because so many things have to line up yes. and there is something completely almost i honestly think otherworldly about it yes. when it does come off or just some sheer there is a huge amount of luck there's some sheer fluke yeah, yeah. and it kind of doesn't matter like obviously there's lots of talented people about there's a few supremely talented people about but there's a lot of quite talented people about right mm. and you can end up being a superstar, being quite talented. And you can also be not known at all while being supremely talented. Right? Well, it's those but, people that keep me going because I know so many supremely talented people who haven't... Thank you. That, that's so... Yeah. That's so... I would cons- I would consider you one of them, Nico. And I just and honestly, they give me they give me hope in my because I think well that's yes it's not fair for them either or them or them oh, or yeah. them. There's loads of them. The bit I love about it still will always love is like even though you hate the doing it for free, the bit where you think you've got an idea and you start going oh that'd be good, oh, no, and and it's like the best. You, it's the best. But and then the other thing is I just love even though I think at the end at the end where it's all we've all we've all been around so long that we now know lots of people who are like furniture on the tv now right Mm. and that's that's Mm. cool but it's like when when you when for whatever reason it might be someone's birthday or someone gets married or whatever and suddenly you go to a thing and like all these people that went grew up doing this together are all hanging out again and there's like an event or a you know a piss up somewhere I just fucking mm. love it. I just love it. I just think, what a cool thing to have bothered <laughs> to do. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, whatever yeah. whatever the outcome was, or is, or would be, or can be, or won't be, it's just like, 
There's some fucking the pro- good, yeah, good old memories abso- tied up in it, isn't absolutely. there? Absolutely. And I do think it's about... Oh, this is turning... This is becoming very... Me just, like, basically spouting self-help. But I <laughs> think that the process is more important than the outcome. The pro- like, Yes. Oh, if yeah. You can fo- if you can enjoy the process of doing something, then you've won. Mm-hmm. Then it's great. It's a success, isn't it? That's and and I think you have to sort of focus on that. Like that, like you're saying, the bit where you where you just come up with the idea and you're in it and yes. so and getting and also, away with getting away with oh dicking God, around I love it so much, yeah. F- being what you do this week, yeah. You know, even if it's only even like two of the days or like you know, then then yeah, that is a win. It really is. It is, and we are lucky. So my I, my question to you then, yeah, is. Do you have anything that you do on the on the outside of of the industry, or if not, do you think you might end up? Could can you think of something that you go, oh, you know, because it's a bit of an age thing yeah, as well. Right. I mean, I'm a bit older than oh, you. Yeah. you. People start doing things like you know, oh, I've started framing pictures, and now it's become a real thing. And now you're like, or like an art thing, and they're like yeah. now then they've got like a, an Instagram page doing art, like Annie McGrath, like yeah. you know, yeah. or whoever. No, you know. I, well, I do, I do. I have started. Um, yeah, I go. I, I I actually go to a weekly art class. Oh, that's nice. In my little town, on a Wednesday morning. I mean, sometimes I can't go because you know I'm recording. Would I lie to you? Right, yeah, all that's right. Happened, that's happened once. That's happened once. <laughs> once um, ever. In my life. Um, and, uh, but but it's my, it is the highlight of my week and I love it. And I hope that, I mean, I do, I get so involved in it and there is, and I still don't really know exactly like what my style is yet or whatever, but I know that when I'm doing it, it feels so good yeah and it's completely detached from writing and there's no it's a totally different part of my brain Mm. and um there's no there's sort of no pressure to be good at it because i've got a job which Mm. is why i like it so much Mm. and so yeah that's my that's my thing i don't but my my other thing that I've been really—I mean, I am totally—I'm totally having a midlife crisis at the moment. Right. Um, but it, is it a crisis? <laughs> is it a crisis because it's quite fun? <laughs> uh, yeah, you—that might be the peak bit of the crisis. <laughs> it depends how but much fun you're having. Have you, you have you bought a helicopter off eBay? I don't. I—that's I, I, the thing. Like midlife quite it used to be that you just like buy a mad thing like who's got that kind of you know that you would be so bored because you was you just like had everything oh, so yeah. you just buy a thing like as if we all got all like just loads of well yeah i mean the, the such uh, an 80s thing isn't it like yeah. we just all got loads of spare cash and we're so bored because we're so free <laughs> yeah like the, the no, i don't feel like that no the yeah, the comedy '80s version of the midlife crisis is basically trying to be Peter Stringfellow in it for a man. <laughs> yeah, it's a man and, having an affair. By yeah, or yeah, like by sh- I don't know, maybe Shirley Valentine for a woman. <laughs> Although to be fair, she just was married to a twat. Yeah, I mean, it's just I suppose like a lot of midlife crises are for women are just like getting divorced, aren't they, from their dick partners, <laughs> dick husband. Dick husbands. Yeah, there's plenty but I, of that about, I tell you. But also, we're, we're like having kids later now. So, like, mm. 
it's impossible for... I'm sort of having a midlife crisis at the same time as raising a baby. Oh, God. <laughs> Which is nuts. So it's different. It's a, it's a different time. Yeah, that's but, true. Um, so I'm also like, whoa, I'm really like... Also very aware of how sort of navel-gazy just society has become. So I'm like, I don't know, I'm in this thing where I'm like, I'm trying to figure stuff out about what I want to do. There's mm. career stuff. I'm getting older, but I'm also a mother. I do have priorities. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's you can't it. like just prioritise yourself when you, you know, when you've got little ones. But, but, you, but can, then, you can have a background kind of like eye on making sure that that you count as well and also being yeah. aware that uh I, I i now feel especially because my lad's older and parenting changes as as they get older that the thing the thing that feels like as much as you love them thankless terrible dull domestic admin that never mm. ever goes away and all there is is the grinning twats at the school gates and shit parties with other children and dull parents <laughs> right it's like well it doesn't stay like that anyway no it, just, no, it, it you not. think shit this is it and then and then they stop the, holding your hand oh yeah the, in the blink of an eye it's like all oh, right they're just they're they're like withdrawing from you a bit you know no i can't i can't bear that mm. i can't bear that yeah well i've i've got that in happen. a in a a bit of an extreme way for just because of the particular circumstances but there's been a positive out of it which has been like you know like I better um I better really dig into figuring out who I am again mm. and that's turning out to be quite fun so yeah. I'm seeing people whose kids are older than mine who are now going through like now their kids are having driving lessons now their kids are moving or going to college or going traveling that's fucking terrifying for them. But then they get through that bit and it's like, ah, this is fucking all right, you know. Start you start getting a bit of time for yourself. How old are you how many yeah, have you got one life baby? You can't begin, you can't wait, can you? You can't wait till they've flown the nest. Not to really do what but, you want to do. But there is but there definitely is practically there's just a sense of like and not no partly because you you know your job isn't really like all the stuff that you've been doing anymore because you won't they won't need you to do it for them as much so that that's yeah. the thing that starts to shift something of course but it's saying that you know like my kids 14 and a half and i didn't ask for it to be that i don't have him twice a week and i'm cooking his tea and dropping him at school and it's a complex situation but um yeah instead of being like miserable about it i've moved to the seaside and started building a new fun life and love finding out all the stuff we've already said really like tv's been super harsh so i'm like got my eyes open for other things and things there's green shoots of new things coming up because i've gone right then come on then fucking so what are your things because you're doing more music aren't you uh that that is definitely it's not a priority when i'm skint but yeah but the master plan of being down here is like because there needs there needs to be something cheesy happening that 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 i can laugh at myself and go i knew all along that i was basically a cabaret singer 
and in a holiday resort. Do you know what I mean? With like yes. a leopard skin suit and a an ice cream van with a guitar on the top or something. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh my I'm, god, I'm is that what you're doing? Because that sounds amazing. Well, well, I'm not literally doing it, but well, you should. <laughs> I know, like it lit, but honestly, it's like, yeah, I'm within within the next few weeks. Uh, I will be. I'm, I'm busk. I'm busking and playing the odd gig in like um, pubs and stuff like that. Um, yes. But like, I'm, I would love to turn that into something gloriously cheesy, but fun you know what I mean yeah I feel the same way about music because I I think maybe we've talked about this because I used to be in bands and stuff right yeah and um I just did a little thing recently just a little pilot where I was singing and playing really bass again yeah and I I just I don't know it just brought it all back it was such a strange experience it really was like time travel because I hadn't been back in that sort of a like properly in a band in mm. years mm. and I miss it so much yeah and I love it and I don't know why I don't do it because it's a thing that I love but I suppose it's just you can't do everything that's so it. yeah that's why you do drop things I I think I was beating myself up about like why I'm not doing it but it's because it's a big commitment give it isn't time it, to give keep, it time like yeah I would say keep the connection to the, to playing or at least like even if it's just on your own yeah and then like i said like you will find that the 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 tenor of what your parenting is changes over time and suddenly there will be like just that extra day or night where you can you know go and muck around with you know or, or like also because the other people around you who are also parenting they start to free up around you know in sync because and not that all of our friends are like with kids of the same age but it but it does feel a bit like that for a while doesn't it but yeah yeah um that's one of the brilliant things about coming here is like it's like well i do need i sort of and i kind of need a, a job a saturday job as well as whatever i end up doing i actually need a week job as well but i'm just saying let's say that like there was plenty of writing work happening but we're in we're in a tight economy and i can't rely on tv anymore so it would be smart to like go and work you know whatever in a pub or you know just have something going on so there's just a bit of extra money coming in it's like well actually you get paid more to sing in a pub than you will to stand behind the bar so why don't i make that my and what fun yeah right so yeah uh, yeah. watch this space i had a friend who used to make an absolute mint from busking yeah, yeah. And it was so good that, mm. like, you know, and then you get booked on... I mean, I know people who've booked buskers for their weddings and stuff. Yes. Like, then you, then you start the being You get your we- business cards done. Singer. Yeah, but that... Exactly right. Great. I'd be, I'd be quite happy with that, singing Al Green while two 20-year-olds go up the aisle sobbing <laughs> and I'm in the corner in my Hawaiian shirt. I'm so you. Because do you do impersonations when you do covers as well? Or do you Not do- like fucking Joe Longthorn from the eighties. I don't even I don't, know that I don't is, really. So there was a guy. There was a guy that was like, you know, when 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 there was like cheesy comedy and like 
shows at Blackpool and all the rest of it, Russ Abbott, people like that. Joe yeah. Longthorne is a guy that got famous for being able to sing like anyone. And he had like yeah. a Pat Sharp sort of mullet. And he briefly got oh on the telly God. and it was like, wow, Joe Longthorne. Like he'd probably do, probably do like Tina Turner and then Rod Stewart and then whoever. Uh, I'm not going to do that, but I can't help sort of... Because You've like got my... a good Liam though, haven't you? I've, You've yeah. got a good Liam. <laughs> yeah, I could do a bit of Liam. But yeah, I do. My my voice does bend slightly in the direction of uh, whoever the song's by. Yeah. But I think maybe it sounds more like me than I think because I'll think, like, say I'm doing a, a one of the smooth Arctic Monkey songs, and you start to you know you're singing like that, and it's all very you know. <laughs> uh, what's the, what's the song? Um, oh well, uh, have you heard the latest? Um, Arctic Monkeys album. No, not not. It's a bit. It's a bit wandery. But there's a song on it called Mirable, which is just so fucking. Oh lovely. yeah. Oh no, I'm thinking that, of an elbow song called Mirable. Right. No. no oh, I know. I know the one you mean as well. But no, uh, Arctic Monkeys version of Mirable oh. f- sounds like it could have been written in the fifties. And it's oh, just really? so beautiful, lovely. and it's like very lounge singer, you know. And that's oh, the nice. vibe that I that I'm going for with my thing. So, but if I'm singing that song. Don't get emotional. You know, it's like yeah. I am basically being a teenager trying to be Alex Turner, but I don't mind that. That's it's good that fun, isn't it? Great. It's, it's I just good would fun. love to see you doing that. Do you know what? I think there's loads. Um, you know, you mentioned Annie McGrath because didn't yes. she get loads of comedians together who were artists and put on an exhibition? She did. And and she has a podcast about the same thing. Oh, she gets, right. She, she she sits with someone and they have a chat and they both paint something or draw something oh, while they're chatting. Right. That's Secret right. Artist Club. Oh. Yeah, I've not been idea. on that. I've, I've asked her a couple of times. Are She's, you arty? I am a little bit. Like I don't I don't actually get round to it. Just like you said, there isn't time for everything. But I've done a couple of paintings in the last few years, and they've come out. They've come out surprisingly pleasing. You know, like I've done a decent job. I've got a lovely portrait of me and George, and then I did one of my neighbour's cat when that was all I had going for me when I lived in the countryside. <laughs> my my best friend it, for three years was was literally someone else's cat oh, called Eric. Wow. But um. Uh, yeah, when you say when you say about what else would you do? Oh yeah, no, I just I was thinking. Um, I, th- I was just thinking that someone needs to put on a night where all the comedians get to play their instruments. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, or a su- or form a supergroup. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, so like the name of this podcast and the name of, because it's the name of the music stuff is yeah. Stupid Hearts Club, right? So I think that Stupid Hearts Club should be a night. Um, yes. In fact, you know, my, my mega dream when I was talking about the cafe thing is that the Stupid Hearts Cafe or, or some sort of writer's cafe, right? Um, because then you could put music nights on there and you could have people come down and jam and whatever. And Stupid Hearts Club would feel like you're it's a club. Like, you know, it's a thing that happens. You come along yeah. and it's sort of, it's about love. So it's like love songs, but it could also be poetry. It could be people telling stories about relationships, blah, blah, blah. So as long as it's about love and how silly we are when we're in love, 
and how foolish it all is, but how glorious it is that it's foolish, then that's what Stupid Hearts Club is all about. And that's why it works as a podcast as well, because we just, people have got their heart on their sleeve when they come on here and we have a chat. So I, I feel like it just about fits into, that's lovely. I hate to I say the that. brand, but you know what I mean, like the badge. I prefer to call it a badge because it literally is one. And I'm going to get the tattoo as well. Are you? Yeah. I've got quite a sausagey Brilliant. body now, so I don't know whether if you tried to tattoo me, you mean would it like be like... in shape or, t- or texture? Uh, like he's straight up, straight down like a sausage. <laughs> not like or one, a, a meat cylinder. Squashy like a sausage. Or are you no, like a cooked sausage and actually quite firm well, and that's a humble brag? <laughs> no, I mean like, um, it's more like, it, 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 let's imagine you, it, you, you've, you've got your hands in the fridge but the light's not working and it's dark, right? And you're, mm. you're, you're feeling round thinking, right, where's, what? Well, I don't know what food's in this fridge, right? But what's in the fridge is... Uh, 40 packets of sausages <laughs> mm. and you're, you're going what's that that feels a bit right We're hang on a, a minute right. and uh, yeah and all you can feel is a sort of wall of squidgy meat that would be more along the lines of where parts of my body have got but to but this is a man who doesn't eat <laughs> right doesn't eat okay. what go on but this, you know I'm su- I'm surprised to hear that given the diet of banana and peanut butter and hummus. Well, I was in good shape a few months ago, but I moved to Brighton and I've I've just been drinking pale ale and eating fucking sausage rolls again. That sounds absolutely lovely. Yeah, it I went is to glorious. The yesterday. It is glorious. Up in Yorkshire, Yorkshire seaside. Yeah, te- yeah. I saw. I saw. Uh, you put some photos. Have on Have we your got Instagram. a bad? We got quite a bad delay now. I know. How does that happen? Why would that happen? I think we've got quite a bad delay. Um, I did put some photos up. Yeah, we went to. Uh, we went near Whitby Way, Robin Hood's Bay. Do you know it? I do. I once recorded a radio series there. <laughs> Those were the days when when people could say we're recording a radio series on location. Wow, what what was that? (laughs) It was called Shed Town. It was written by a guy called Tony Pitts. Do you know Tony Pitts? He's got a podcast with John Bishop. Has he? I can't remember what it's called. Um, Yes, one word, one little word or something like that. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah, and it was with him and Johnny Vegas and um, Saran Jones was in it and... Stephen Mack, all sorts of all sorts of people, and um, they just wanted the the ambiance of the place. It was a very good idea. It was about um, it was about somebody who um, wanted to who loved their shed so much. They <laughs> they moved it, and they encouraged other people to do the same to to, uh, to form a town made out of sheds. Basically, we've all we've, we all feel like that sometimes, don't we? That's cool. Um, yeah, very cool. I can just hear people coming into my house. Sorry, I'm distracted. It's all right. Uh, I'm just, I'm just yeah. saving where we're at because, yeah, uh, I don't know why it's doing this delay thing. Give us one sec. It seems like it's better now. Maybe it's just Tinternet messing us around. Mm. Do you remember when everyone said Tinternet all the time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people still say it, don't they? <laughs> hey, come on now. Let's not. Let's not get. Uh, a, a. Let's not get. So, um, no, I. 
what are you working on at the moment that that you're excited about or can't you tell us what's that what's happening what's what's happening in the world of nap it um no actually they've just they've just let us know that we're doing a second series of avoidance which is the sitcom that i'm in with ramesh ranganathan thank you and um i am a writer on this series so that is a job that's good and um yeah and so we are continuing the story of a couple who split up in the first series and it's a kind of bit of a will they get back together or not situation and uh it's yeah, it's good fun. I really like I like working with those guys, and it's a good show. And um, so that's that. I'm really excited about. Brilliant. And I'm and so I suppose um, it's just how much you know. You don't know how much else to take on when you've got something big coming up, and you know the dates are all moving around and stuff. Yeah. But so I've got or I've got you know. Um, the usual a, mi- a million things that I'm excited about that are in development, which mm-hmm. I'm just waiting to hear about. And I have one, I have one big project in with um with a global mm. streamer. Nice. So um, that has now been parked because of the writers' strike. Right. So, so yeah, um, there's only so much you can do. So with with global streamers. And you don't have to answer mm. this if it's too uh, <laughs> personal. But um, my my understanding of certainly Netflix is that they expect to have a script before before they see an idea. Yeah, that uh, that has been my experience. Mm-hmm. But uh, with with them, but with on the yes, with this one. I didn't have to write the script, but I did have to write the entire series. <laughs> Right, so the plot, like for a, a whole, like a Bible. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've I've created the whole world. Um, it's you know, it's not just the premise. It's 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 the whole world. It's it's all the characters, and it's the, it's the whole it's the whole series. The whole, the whole caboodle, series basically broken down. Yeah, um, and the pilot, um, sort of beat by beat. So uh, waiting to thing. hear. If 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 you've just had this is the thing, like so. If you've just had a big job and you're doing all right and like you've just had like six months work and there's money in the bank for a bit, that's when you put a month aside and like hammer through a series for nothing, right? Yeah, and I think you sort of subsidise the industry that Mm. way. Yeah. And it isn't fair. I mean, that is what the strike is about. It's what people are striking for because writers are being asked to do more and more and more and getting paid less and less, and that's not fair. And no. while all of the global companies are reporting extraordinarily massive billions and billions of profits, exactly. so that's, that, uh, that, that you know it. it that's essence. what why in America they have this amazing union yeah. that um, is very powerful because. But I mean, you know, it's bittersweet. The reason everyone in America is incentivized to join the union is because it's the only way you can get health care. I know right. that because I lived there for years and I joined the w- WGA and I was working on American shows mm. and um, and that was, the, yeah, that was the only way that I could sort of cover myself off if, you know, yeah, I, I fell down in the street. But um, we don't really have 
we don't really have a strong union here, do we? Because I think no. if we did, I would definitely uh, well, strike. Would... It wouldn't make any difference. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, it's almost like it's the the terms that are, exist that have been the way they are for so long are so pitiful that it's almost like how we used a bit late to say, "Well, this isn't fair." It's like, well, it's but it we it's been like this forever. It's not. You know, like it's some th- some bits have changed, and there are there is a, a, a what they call the w, uh, WGGB. Oh yeah, I mean well, it does exist. It's and just people not do as, say, it, oh, you know, you should join, and I just think, but what for? It's like about as effective as like Linda from Citizens Advice. Well, I know, but this is the problem. I know. I I agree. Yeah. But I wish we could, if we all joined, obviously yeah. we could actually do something. But the, here's the fu- the other funny thing is that in America they, they will strike about absolutely correctly for things that are like, well, hang on a minute, contracts have changed and why is that and what's happened to residuals and blah, blah, blah and what about overtime and what about the hours and why are streamers doing this but networks doing that? And like, so they figure out the details and, and then... The, the you know the action that they're taking will probably result in people's contracts being fucking better, right? So the fact yeah. that we don't do that when our terms are so fucking piss poor that like I came into this industry, uh, the first big job that I did was Armstrong and Miller, and back in those days, Amazing. if you got uh, the show was repeated, you got paid again for yeah. what was on screen. And in, in incrementally slightly smaller lumps, right? So, say it got repeated three or four times, you might get whatever you got, whatever your minutage was on the screen when it got shown. Might be like, well done, lads. You got like over the over the series, you had like thirty minutes of material on the telly, right? So mm. you would get paid thirty times your minute rate, and you would get paid that again if it got um, the first time. It, I think it was a hundred percent. It might have been ninety. I can't remember. And then it would, then it would, the next time it might be 75, and then it might be 60 or 50, or I can't remember quite exactly what the tail off was. But you basically, yeah, you got, you got paid for usage. But then they started just yeah. saying, no, we'll pay you off for usage. But buyouts, buyouts, uh, but they shrunk yeah. over time. And, um, mm-hmm. It's bollocks. But and nobody said anything. Nobody really said anything. But the thing is, like in America, the people who are striking, from the off, you'll you'll know because you've you've worked over there. But the the rate of pay for the same job is between six and ten times higher than what we pay writers in this country for telly. Yeah. Right. So the fact that they strike when they're actually being paid, all right. Well, they you. are and they aren't because I think because they've got a they've got a totally different system, haven't they? So in the writers' rooms, there's a there's a hierarchy and. And I think the biggest the, the biggest impact is on the lower down sort of writer's assistants, like the people who are on the sort of the first rung of the ladder. Right. And I think what they're sort of reporting is that they just, like, can't make ends meet. Right, okay. So, you know, like, if you're... People sleeping in their cars. Not, not name-checking any specific show for a reason, but let's imagine The Simpsons got a massive team of people and now and again well that wouldn't be that's animation so I don't even know if that falls under the that's the weird thing let's imagine the Simpsons were real human beings okay the Simpsons live action made out of yellow meat yeah right yeah and there's a there's a hierarchy of writers and 
they're always going to need like some bits and pieces doing so the uh you know the babies who get get hired to just sort of like handle some of the stuff the grown-ups don't need to be worried about anymore are uh coming in and would they be would they be do you think getting like day rates but not very well paid or um yeah i think yeah yeah day like weekly and i think that's the whole thing is that those fees are sort of going down it's all getting very squeezed mm. for people right. entering into the industry and i think it's sort of doubly worse because they're also trying to diversify the industry so like those people tend to be people of color and like then it just mm. ends up being like mm. you know doubly worse yeah so yeah i don't yeah. i mean i think it's all i think it's all so brilliant what they're doing i just mm. um i wish we had the strength the same strength here to do it but we don't and, yeah, strange, and I don't know what you do about it because actually yeah because I don't think we would stand for it you know and I and I do think like okay maybe that some of the UK broadcasters genuinely just don't have the budget for you know to pay us any more than they do but well, don't make there are shows, global <laughs> what, but, you know what I mean well, yeah. so go, right, well we haven't got any money but we're going to make a telly show and all you other people have to like help us make it but we can't pay you well, don't do it then. It's like me saying, right, we're going to have I'm going to have a big glitzy ball on Saturday night. I'm going to hire, you know, hire the Albert Hall. <laughs> There's going to be an orchestra because that's what people that's what the people want. And someone will go, "Oh right. So the orchestra's going to cost because it's about 40 people in it. I think it's going to cost about 18 grand." Oh, well, I can't pay the orchestra. I just want an orchestra. Yeah. Well, you fucking You're can't. You can't fucking have one then, can you? <laughs> it's so strange how it worked really i know i know but also do keep making stuff because even yeah. if you can't afford it because <laughs> yeah. we get to make the stuff yeah well yeah a little bit yeah but i i, I really bit. really love podcast universe i really really do and i want to turn that into actually the, the next thing that i may be able to say is a career and i don't just mean via this podcast because this will never be a career this will be a tiny little cult kind of uh fun thing that i love doing but i went to the podcast show yesterday in islington which was like the sort of trade show and all the podcast mm. companies were there from the sort of spotify's and acasts to sort of smaller producers to agencies that do that make podcasts to advertising you know um branded podcast stuff and you know people that are like the back end and whatever like all in one room as walking around like getting as much intel as possible and it it genuinely is a growing it, people, it's people, extraordinary i love i love podcasts i love listening to podcasts i love listening to your podcast obviously nico <laughs> and you. i i i'm a, i'm a sort of stunned i suppose that it's that it's such a a massive industry and it's a and like it's amazing to me the freedom yeah and it just doesn't I, and i i wonder if we're in this i mean obviously people have worked out how to capitalize on it but i wonder if we're just in this like sweet spot at the moment where you know i really just hope it doesn't go the way of telly where it's like nope there's five people who decide well who gets yeah to i make mean a podcast everything goes a bit like that you can you can you only can only really compare it to youtube which when it first came out it yeah. was just like it felt like 
a little bit like playing open the box you know it's just like so i can put anything in these search terms and a video will come up like about my favorite weirdest program from the 80s or a weird incident or a fight or fucking a recipe or whatever but now obviously the front page is sort of trying to tell you what what to watch and so like there is a hierarchy but running a youtube YouTube. channel my old does that make me old no i i don't that much i've never really been into it right but my son and all his mates they will follow youtubers and tiktokers yeah of course yeah far more than than like he's not put bbc or itv on on his telly ever and he's 14 and a half now that is a whole generation of people who are basically they just don't watch it now whether they start to watch it a bit as they get older i couldn't tell you but i think that's a real a re- very real thing that it's just a matter of time before it really changed you know it, there'll be just such a, a lessened role for traditional telly but what's interesting about youtube is that even though it's like now in a in an advanced phase of uh people who know how to monetize it and it's you know it's a whole other world than telly but it's kind of established and and the algorithms are telling you what to watch it's still like if someone puts their mind to it they can build up a youtube channel and make a living and and tiktok and instagram and all that you know what i mean if they if they if they if you can be bothered really digging in, you c- it can yeah. be done. And I think podcast will stay like that. But yeah, it's likely that big fish dominate the sort of front of the conversation, your audibles and your Spotify's and all that. But enough people understand that you go and find cool stuff that appeals to you on there. So yeah, I think it'll yeah. be all right. I love it. Good. Well, I'm uh, looking into joining you myself. Really? What yes. you what are you interested in doing a show? Well, I've got a f- yeah, I've got a couple of a couple of things brewing. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, yeah, because you know, I love it. I just say, well, it's it's something that I love listening to, and I and previously have not really. Again, it's just been a time thing, really. Because it's the commitment of it, I guess. It's just like, if you want, you know, you really have to build it and and commit to it, don't you? Um, yes. But I think I'm getting ready to be well, able to do very that. very good. Very, very good. We'll have to talk about it a bit more and I'll have a proper catch-up. Yeah. Are you ever down uh, south? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I come... I, I, yeah, I go to London a lot because I like to keep the dream alive. Because <laughs> I'm up north, but I like going down. I like going down to London for work. Yes. And then what's nice is I get to sort of. I've still I've still got a few friends who live in London and are doing that. You get to come away old, and have a night life. where you're not woken up by yeah. a child. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. I love do, it. Do you ever get, um, get so yeah, to I see any comedy when you come down? Um, the most recent comedy show I went to see was actually in Leeds, and I went to see Tim Key. Oh yeah, yeah, a big favorite, a big favorite of mine. I had a serious talent crush on him. 
Oh yeah, same. And he's so silly, <laughs> and like he, he acts, he pretty much that sort of silly kind of sparky, always quick comeback stuff. Like he's it, just him, isn't it? Yeah, I get quite giddy around him. And well, yeah, I think he he's very um, infectious, isn't he? Yeah, and his sort of his tone, like I find myself like doing that awful thing mm. of like, am I speaking like you? Yeah, what well, you're trying to like to match you. him? Yeah, am I you now? Yeah, Is that yeah, what's yeah. Happening? Yeah, um, that's but, cute. You know, he's an artist, isn't he? He's an artist. He's but indeed. do you do that because you're a because you're a sort of a, a mimic, aren't you? Not sort of mimic. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, no, it's definitely well. The positive side of that is that if anyone hires me, and I sort of have a look what they do, you become them. <laughs> I sort of know how to get into that voice. So yeah, there is a bit of course it's having it's an really ear, isn't it? Helpful for writing. Yeah, right. It's having an ear. Never thought about it like that. But, but it is also. Thing, I do think it connects to music. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. It is a form of. It's like that's interesting, and then. In your strange little imagination, you're replaying it, or you're, yeah, you could be humming to yourself, or singing, or doing an impression. Like when we were kids, I'm sure we both started by taking off people off the telly, or teachers, or whatever else, right? Yeah. So it is like seeing seeing something joyous in something, and then copying it for your own amusement is the start of it, I think. Yeah. Who did you used to impersonate when you were a kid? I was just, I was just thinking about all the teachers that I used to impersonate. That you know, all of those impersonations that are completely useless <laughs> in the real world. Yeah, but it was still practice, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I guess I, I guess we were all doing. It. And then I suppose yeah, like within your family, you do your mum and dad and stuff, don't mm. you? Um, which. I don't, I don't really. There's no point in me doing it now. <laughs> oh, come on, do an impression of your dad. You don't. You don't know how good it is. <laughs> I don't do. I don't dare. Okay, I still don't dare do an impression of my mum anywhere where she might find. I don't think she listens to the podcast, but I'd know if if I took the piss out of her and then she heard it, I would be dead meat, and I still won't would go you? there. But at some point, I feel like I should do a one a one woman show as my mum. One woman show. Yeah, as my mum. Of your mum. Oh my god! Please do that. I mean, how therapeutic would that be? Oh wow. But um, it's likely that one she'd be offended. One mum show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, What's god. your mum? What? Oh, we can't though, can we? I, want I mean, to ask you, you can try, ask me what you want. What your mum's like. What's she like? A character. What's so funny about her? Um, what is she? Um, what are her flaws? Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. don't actually don't answer that. Don't oh, answer God. that. There aren't any. There aren't what, any. <laughs> what? What does she think of you? Oh God. Um, she proud of you? Yeah, she will be. Yeah, but she she's not excellent at. Um, separating being proud about you and being worried about you so it's a thing that it's a thing that parents can do that uh they want they they know where what they imagine where you should be or what should be happening or whatever and so if you're in a phase where you're going oh 
oh, at the moment this is happening or it could be divorce or like money worries or whatever. And then it gets a bit like, basically like Tony Soprano's mum. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like the worry about about um, what they're worrying about you could be actually directed at you <laughs> instead of, you know, in like, yeah, hey, look, don't I, worry, I, keep I, yeah. going. You're still great and blah, blah, I remember my mum said, I'll say it out loud. My mum said something to me the other year when I was like struggling a bit. And she went, oh you know what's happened um she goes people used to really like you <laughs> I was like, yes but you see you've that's the thing like you've had her believe that mm. don't you yeah. think yeah yeah like but, she's only gonna get her information from you yeah yeah but the, but the funny thing was like i was like no, people still like me <laughs> like i'm all like if like when i'm with my friends and stuff like i'm still like having a laugh and dicking around and whatever. And it's like, you're right, she's picked up from me that it's just like, well, she's I don't pick- really yeah. I don't really go out yeah. anymore and I suppose I'll never have, <laughs> I'll never find love again. And uh, I, I could do with borrowing a few hundred quid, but, uh, you know, and I don't live where I want to live. But, uh, yeah, so you've got to be careful who you moan at is probably the moral of that story. Yes. I know, but who is it safe to moan at? Well, I'm feeling like you're a, you're a pretty safe bet Me? at this point, yeah. If you don't mind, if you've got room in your head for me to just funnel all the pain and the worry and the bitterness straight into yeah. your ears over the for the, the rest of your life. That, <laughs> the thing that always keeps me going is like, I just need to have one thing that I'm really excited. Just like one <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's so enough. Bleak, well, I mean, it? no. But that you just have to have the hope, and it yeah. is always like just enough to keep you going. Well, at the moment, my, all my hopes in the podcast stuff, but yeah, it's more like I'm so happy that I got better after I didn't feel well and and I moved from that shit, shit situation, and I'm figuring yes. out what you know the telly stuff, fucking whatever, you know. But. um I'm excited just about that I'm here and I like being here and what happens next is going to be fun. That's actually better than needing a certain size of a project to be happening. I have got a few bits yeah. on, you know, like I've been I've been doing some like funny sketches for say funny sketches. I've been writing some comedy for Channel 4, doing a few bits and pieces. But I'm I've been equally happy this week like literally shoveling like Gen- generic freelance little bits of writing just for like a bit of cash because it's such a yeah. relief just to be going getting up going somewhere sitting down doing summer invoicing it and then coming home and having me tea so you know you don't oh, take much that does sound great don't take yeah. much love that's why i like doing voiceover work oh yeah and that's the, i love it so much how often how much of that do you get I get quite a lot of voiceover work. Oh. I do. Yeah, showing off, aren't I? No, I think, but, I, but it's I, I'm so annoyed good that I've, to be. Yeah, I should be yeah, doing more Yeah, why don't of that. you? I need to put. You've got a voiceover agent. I haven't at the moment. We'll have, oh, let's have a, well, there let's you have go a, then. Well, I know. Nico. But, I know it's bloody stupid. So, like, do you You've do got ads a microphone and stuff? And everything. I know. Hey. Do you do ads or like kids shows or whatever? Like what? Do, yeah, or, I don't. I. 
I don't have um I have a pr- I have a pretty pretty low bar for oh no I shouldn't I probably shouldn't say that, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll do anything me. <laughs> yeah, well that's fair enough. More or less. If it's a very unethical brand and we all know it is. Henderson's Children's Cigarettes. <laughs> I'll do it. And Jessica Nappit. I can't do your voice. <laughs> Why can't I Give do your voice? Go. That's weird. Give it a my go. voice is, I think and my voice Jessica is quite Nappy. hard. Yeah. <laughs> I oh can't do God. it. I love it. I love, by the way, yeah. I love it when people take the piss out of me. I love I, it. Do you have that? <laughs> I'm trying. It's my favourite thing. Yeah, it's and, fun. And I it? know that some people hate having the piss taken out of them, especially comedians. There are lots of comedians I know that love it until you're until it turns on them and then they're like oh, yeah. no yeah no i'm i'm pretty good me. i mean it's the frequency it's my fave the frequency of it yeah. is the thing to watch but like matt when matt goes for me right. he will he will just spot a tiny little thing in the way of said something or whatever and he'll just slap me around with it for a few minutes when we're on his show or or when he's on mine and it does make me fucking scream laughing because it's good to be aware of how ridiculous you are, isn't it? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But anyway, I don't, I don't know. Maybe my, my husband says it's because it's my love language because of the way I was brought up because we're all, all my family are so horrible to each other. Yeah, I think that, I think that you know, again, that I, I would say the same in, in uh, I think it's quite a northern thing that as well, isn't it? What to show your love through being horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but you know what I mean. It's just like we all take the piss out of each other. Yeah. And you sort but of that, keep each I'm other in really... your place. Yeah, I suppose that's a bit of it, isn't it? But also if it's done lovingly, I also think it demonstrates mm. the bond. It dem- it like your closeness. Yeah. Because you feel comfortable enough to do that, so therefore... You love each other. There we go. We brought it back to love. We actually did end up talking about love in the end. Well, you stupid heart. You stupid heart with your stupid club with your love. <laughs> it's not a stupid club. It's a stupid heart, but it's a good club. <laughs> it is a good club. Um, yeah. Am I in the club now? Oh, yeah, forever. Do you want a sticker? Yes. Love stickers. Yeah, I've got Put stickers. It on my laptop. Um, I've, there's at least one or two listeners wait, still waiting for me to send... A card and a sticker. I've got lovely little cards. I'll send you one. If you, say, if you text me um address, okay. I'll, I'll put something in the post. Uh, the dead cute. And um, there is one listener, at least, who I've said, sorry, because it, it, I sent him one. I sent a few out at Christmas, like little branded, my little logo on it. And um, a couple of people didn't get them, so I'm sending... I've found them now. So that listener, keep being patient and you'll get one soon. And Jessica Nappett can have one as well. I've only yes. just realised from saying Jessica Nappett that it almost sounds like Jessica Rabbit, doesn't it? Oh, here we go. Did that become a problem well, in the 90s? Well, someone said to me, Jessica Nappett, because I, I used to get called Rabbit. Oh, come because, on. Because, yeah. Because what? And I was I told so much. What did you just say, Nico? 
Pardon? Breeding like rabbits. When you said, hang on, have I, I think I might be losing my mind. When you said Jessica Nappet, I've just realised that sounds like, what did you say? Jessica Rabbit. Right. Yeah. Okay, so I used to get called Rabbit mm. and you've just done it. And a friend of mine just, a friend of mine had said, I used to get called Rabbit at school and he went, is that because you've got big ears and big teeth? Mm. And I went, no, it's because it rhymes with Jessica Oh. <laughs> is that because you've got big teeth and you le- lean on trees with one hand chewing a carrot? And you just, no. And you just, you just did it. Oh, is that because you had sex all the time? No. Yeah, but at least that's not an insult. Is it? I don't know, actually. Really? It is an insult to women, isn't it? Not to men. Um, But I was genuinely thinking about recently because everyone calls me Jess Nappet. This is so narcissistic. Mm. But do I, should I change my name officially? <laughs> and then someone said to me, no, because the whole, isn't the whole point of your name that it sounds like Jessica Rabbit? Oh, come on. And I was like, well, it's not the point of my name. That's not like, <laughs> why? <laughs> like, what are you? Myself. What even is this if this, if people don't immediately think of Jessica Rabbit because of and, all the yeah, sex you have yeah. and the fact that you've got big teeth. It's like, what? Is that... That's what you've been surviving on all these years. That's it's... how people know me. That's what. That's the image no. that comes to mind. No, that's I, nonsense. I don't think that Jessica Rabbit is that much of a household name, though, that anyone's going to be like, no. this is such a stupid Like it was a play on it. Yeah, I, I, think, I think Jessica Rabbit is sitting there having the same thought... Like, should About I change you? my name to Jess Rabbit? <laughs> because should I change my name to Jessica Nappet? Because because I also Rabbit. have because I'm always at it, and you know I have got a slightly Nappet-esque sort of uh... <laughs> thing. Is what you've got to bear in mind is that she's not real, and you are. Mm. Mm. So once again, we're back mm. to love. She might be real though now. Really? Just, you know, like she might be a sentient being operating out of a, an AI machine. Well, fucking open that can of worms. We've we've uh, already <laughs> we've frightened everyone worrying about that one the last three weeks. Oh, have you? Oh, mm. I'm not I'm not caught up. No, have don't. You to, have you been talking about that? Just ignore okay. it. Ignore. Okay, great. AI. Yeah, we ignore all of that. We ignore all of that, don't we? So... Um, I'm aware that you have to go and do some stuff. <laughs> don't don't say the thing that I have to go and do, please. Well, I wasn't going to make an issue of the fact that you don't want to say the thing, but now you've said that you can't say what the thing is. We well, because least... I'm protecting someone's I'm protecting someone's identity. <laughs> yeah, that's extremely mysterious. I love it. It's a great way to. Uh, it's a great territory to wander into, isn't it? At the end, as you as you. Pull your trilby down and put your collars up to go and. And I'll, well, what I could do is I could say I'll pull I pull my trilby down and I'll say, I'm going to collect someone mm. who has had an appointment. <laughs> uh, oh God! To have their coil fitted. All right, so you're going. I can't talk about this on mic, and now you've basically said all of it. 
I think that's a very, very, a very, very nice, friendly thing to do for someone. So wait a minute, you're not taking them there? No, they got themselves there, but I have to go and collect them in case they faint. Because if you have a coil put in, uh, often you faint because it's so painful. Just because that's how it is to be a woman. All I can say is, and you say, "Can I have anaesthetic?" And they go, "No, you're a woman. Sit down. Open your legs. If you don't want to get pregnant, you're going to have to be in pain and hate yourself. It's your choice. Too many babies, or hate yourself for not wanting babies. (laughs) Yeah, what a world. What a world, guys. Oh God, bless us. Tell tell whoever this person is. Um, I will. I'll tell that, him. <laughs> just say, say yeah, just say. There's, there's a few hundred people at least rooting for you via the Stupid mm. Hearts Club podcast community. Aww. They're all rooting for you, and you're newly coiled. I don't know what the right phrase to use is, <laughs> is these this days. The, in public. Do you think this is the first and last time someone will talk about a coil fitting on your podcast, Nico? Well, it's definitely the first. But I, I think that's all right. I'm not afraid of any subject. I, I've really enjoyed how you've taken it really, um, you've taken it well, actually. I'm I'm the giggling child about it. <laughs> I find well, it amusing. Someone's got to be at the helm. Yeah. You can't, you can't knock me, love. This is um, it. I'm trying to, trying to cut my I teeth won't. as a, a, you know, a steadfast broadcaster. Um and there's oh, no one to apologise to. That's the thing. If we were on radio, I'd be going, "This is uh, this is Lionel Richie," and then I'd be going, "Jess, you can't." Um... <laughs> yeah, you can't. We can't. We can't go there. The uh, and, and then, okay, yeah, I'll bring you back in. Okay, Jess has left Producer now, guys. Jane is, yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry, Sorry about, about that. Her. We've put Jess Nappet in a cab uh, to go and think about what she said. Uh, thank Here's you for all your red. complaints. This is this is for your babies by Simply Red. Boo 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 boo. boo. I used to love that I song. I don't know that one. I don't know that one. They're, they they uh, became terrible. Was it on the um the album that's got stars on it? Yes, I think that album possibly is called Stars. Just stars. Yeah, I know I know that album really well because it was Gotta you know when you're on one of those car journeys. Yeah. Straight into your your when when we were on a very long car journey in America, it was the only tape we had. Oh no! In uh, a big old country, to listen to it on the Walkman. (laughs) Oh, those were some long drives. Jesus Christ! You'll know every inch of that album without. I bet I do actually. Yeah, it's weird. I bet I could. Yeah, I bet I could actually. Yeah, that would be a good mastermind topic. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah, it's an interesting one because we listen to music differently, and there'll, there'll be mm. music that you absolutely hammered and then haven't listened to for years, literally decades sometimes. And you put oh that out, you God. put an album on, and just be like, <gasps> you are just transported. Before back, your right? babies is on it, so that's yeah. weird. I'm yeah. looking at it now. Something got it, me started is how is oh how it starts. It's, all, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad stuff. But for your babies it's was not... like, yeah, it's really cloying. You've got that look again. 
like that, wasn't it? Oh dear. Anyway, I don't remember it, but I wish. Oh, right, I'm going to go and put it on. It go now. and put it on, like when when on we finish, because it's it starts about like this. Do 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 do. Oh yeah. Do, that oh one? yeah. I mean, it, God, it's the most good, middle of the yeah. road song I've ever heard in my life. I think. But he's a talented guy. He gets. He got. He became the whipping boy when indie culture took over. He was like absolutely rinsed because he was making music you know, at the same time as Oasis and people, but it? it was like rubbish. Yeah. Fairground. Remember that song? Oh my god, I love that song. It's actually and a dream. I love the thought. See, I, I feel you. like. Have you watched? I was. Talking, I went on a rant about Alanis Morissette the other day because I love Alanis Morissette, and I watched. Have you seen her new documentary? No, I've not yet. Actually, there's a new doc, There's a documentary called Jagged. It's quite good, and. Um, I feel like she was the whipping girl. Yeah, I reckon you're right, yeah. Of sort of indie rock, but actually there was no one mm. really doing what she no one no one else like really truly being themselves. No women no. being no. like angry rock like it was pop, yes, but it was pop with a rock bent. Yeah, and there was, was no one else like being really honestly themselves and angry like the all of the other rock yeah and it was de- she was it was time. decent quality and you know she wasn't was really fucking, great wasn't fucking hurting anyone that's the thing about uncool bands and it, yeah you know it, it's a tricky one it's a fine line because I, I i think like theoretically even what cold play means now i mean it's literally like yeah i don't know what the you know it's like McNuggets or something, isn't it? It's just like, yeah, I think that's what people object to, don't they? Yeah. Just like the brand, the branding of it, like it just becomes. But I sort of it think, sort of yeah, um, like, transcends the music and becomes a brand. Still talented people that came up doing music and then yeah. they did their thing and then, all right, it's commercial and I try and I think, well, no, you know, like it's just been snobby. But then I'll see something just go. It was early, oh, Coldplay. You know, that is, yeah, exactly. Early, early stuff was. But and also you know, to least sustain, like, like it's music, astonishing yeah. to me that they're still going. Yeah, but yeah. it's tricky once you're a behemoth in it. But then the moment where I recently, I went, oh come off it. There, there, there was a, a TV ad that was DHL trying to did a, did a TV right. ad about how they're they're sponsoring and doing all the. Uh, driving and the providing all the lorries and everything for the Coldplay tour and that it's carbon neutral and they had they tried to get DHL lorries and Coldplay into the ad and it was like one of the worst things you've ever seen it was amazing no. and at that point well, you go, actually... wow that is as bland as it gets a big mm. corporate brand tie up ad it's like the power of delivery oh 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 <laughs> you know when oh god did you i don't know how long you lived in manchester this is so weird i don't that this has just reminded me there used to be a poet a live performance poet i'm sure he's still going called marvin cheeseman you know what i'm talking about and he wrote a poem about and i always remember it because he wrote a poem about Coldplay fans and it had a line in it that said let's go out and paint the town magnolia (laughs) i always think about that just love it i do remember that that name actually 
I don't know if I ever saw him. He was a comedy poet. What years were you in Manchester then? 2003 to 2011. I'd already left. Not that that matters, but you know, just saying. That's why we didn't we didn't cross paths. We didn't cross. Cr- I left. Cross cross. I left late '99 for the city of dreams. Did you? Yeah. Did you? And then how long were you in London for? Pretty much for, ten un- years until lockdown. Right. No, yeah. ten years until George was born. Two thousand and eight, end of end, and then yeah, two thousand nine onwards in sunny St Albans. That, that's those were the motherland mm. years, you know. Yeah, I do. Yes. And now I'm in so Brighton, living the fucking dream. Love it. Well, listen, darling. Love, love that for you. I love that for you, and you know, I'm so happy for you, and that everything's working out more for you than for me. I like can't get enough of that <laughs> for you. Like that, you've got all your projects. Good for you. We were yeah. talking about, is there a way, I was, like, I was talking about this with some friends, is there a way to interpret good for you without mm. it being, does anyone mean that when they say it? Yeah, yeah. No, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> I don't think it's possible. Yeah, yeah, because like, it's like, uh, oh, good, good for you. you. Oh, that's, good for that's you. That's definitely not good. Oh, good for you. Oh, good for you. Oh, good for you. Oh, that's patronising. Nice oh, good, good for, for you. you. Yeah, without it sounding patronised. Well, actually, funny you mentioned that phrase because once I, when there was a show years ago made by Bob Mortimer's company and it had like Lucy Montgomery and a load of people in it and it was Mm. called Titty Bang Bang. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember it. It was brilliant. um, Did you write on that? Were you in that? I wasn't in it. Did a bit of writing for, I think it was series three. I can't remember. And... We we pitched a character. I used to write with a dude called David, and the the it's, it's actually a little bit. I don't know if you'd get the idea away now because the observation was basically laughing at older slash relative type people who say accidentally racist things, right? And what it was the the the, the observation was like driving down the road in my car, and a relative of my in my family who I won't name, my mum. Um, we went past um, like a church where all the the congregation were just coming out on Sunday morning and like you know everyone's in their suits and chatting before they go home talking to the vicar and all that but it was like a a black church you know it was like a a church attended you know like a gospel church in fact Mm -hmm. in, in South Manchester and as we were driving past, my mum was like, good for them. Oh, was no. Like, what do you mean? They're just It's just people at church. And she was like, yeah, but good for them. You know, why shouldn't they? And you're like, "What? but what do you mean? So I pitched it. I pitched it to, to Titty Bang Bang as a character of someone that went up to people who did not need to be told that it was, you know, good on them doing something completely normal and they made the they made the sketch but oh, it, it ended up amazing. with a weird bob mortimer twist on it oh him, no and I, I fucking you know what an honor what a privilege to work with him and sit but behind. it wasn't the original but it sort of wasn't the original thing and he changed it yeah. to good for you <laughs> right yeah. good for you and like 
it's like he had to because that idea was too loaded with sort of Daily Mail. You know. Oh, it's, that's that's a good idea. But yeah, good for you in that in that context. Yeah, it's like just very patronising, isn't it? I think you're right. I think it's uh, I think it's a toxic phrase. Yeah, Tell you what's not a toxic is. phrase, though. He says, Goodbye. Just, yeah, fucking see you later. <laughs> good boy. Oh, God. No, Can do we you know say what? Good boy. Do I... you know what I mean when I say good boy? Uh... The Look North um, video of the woman saying good boy at the end is my favorite oh, really? thing. What is that? Yeah, is that like a, a local for... news like blooper? Yeah, that's it for yeah. I, I shared it because it's uh, it's my it's my favorite thing, and it and I shared the video of it on Instagram and said, "What's the point in writing comedy when this sort of stuff?" Oh, I saw. Was that just us. the other day? It's that. Yeah, right, she said. Yeah. She's yeah. She says well, and, and that's it for tonight. Could it? Um, we'll be back for more, <laughs> more news tomorrow. Good boy. Good boy. <laughs> in, your bed. Take... in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Kiss mummy. And here's. <laughs> and that was the but weather. I and... do it. I totally. I, the reason I love it is not because I'm laughing at her. I totally relate to that yeah. feeling of like somebody dropped something the other day when I was in a shop and I went, oopsie, like that, because that's what I do to my kids when they. Oh, oh God, God. It just comes awful. out, doesn't it? Horrible. Who are you? Then they had to see me saying that to myself. Oh. I cr- crumbled into a heap on the floor in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Berating but that myself. but genuinely that is when you talk about what keeps you going, like whatever, like having a project on, da da da, whatever. Fall mm. in and out of love with the work and the sulking and the licking your wounds. But everyday funniness is just oh, the best, yeah. isn't it? It's the funniest. Yeah, it it's is. the funniest stuff. The funniest things that have ever happened to me mm. are not things that are are you know that I've seen on the television. The funniest things are real life things, always. Always. And if you're lucky, you might be able to put a bit of it, yeah, on screen. And it's rare really... that it'll work; it'll come across. But uh, yeah, in the moment. The, what was the... the last thing that you really laughed at that was a real life thing? Can you remember? It's a good question, isn't it? But it's a hard question. It is a hard question. That feels like a preparation question. But I'll give you an example of one that a friend of mine and me that worked together, like, just before I left Manchester, in fact, so, like, late 90s, we nipped out at lunchtime to the newsagents near near Piccadilly in Manchester. And it won't... I'm telling you now before I tell you, it will not land and you won't laugh out loud because the story just never makes people laugh. But we, whenever he goes, hey, do you remember that? Like, we were screaming laughing all day. Like, every time we thought of it, you know, you just go again and the people <laughs> around you start to go, all right, now, come on. Like, yes. and, and all it was was that we went in this newsagent's and, of course, I walked straight over to where all the porn mags are because he's looking for like a car magazine or something, and what I'm going to yeah. do is, and I'm going to, I'm going to like get a porno mag, put my glasses on a bit wonky, and do a perv face, and then look like I'm reading a porno <laughs> mag in public, right, to make him laugh, right. But what <laughs> happens is, just as I reach up to get the porn mags, a lady comes and stands next to us with like two or three little kids in tow, and I now knock the porn mags onto the floor. 
no. and I'm trying to catch them, but it's making more things fall off the shelves. You know, like when you when you make something worse, and then it's just like chaos. So, so, so uh, and if you put it in a thing, sorry, did it? Yeah, ca- yeah. Was there more? No, well, not really. No, I mean, you know, we 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 fell about laughing. It was just I was mortified. I'm like scrabbling around, saying sorry and trying to pick them up, and but. And these kids, you think, oh my god, they've just seen about seven minges in like one go. <laughs> <laughs> How old were the kids? Like you know, little, little, like knee height, not knee height, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, like a sort of five, a seven-year-old and a four-year-old or whatever. You know what I mean? Like with their mum, just probably like eye to eye level with the Peppa Pigs, and then <laughs> they, and then, and then it suddenly it's raining smut because this stupid man has tried to make a joke with his with his mate and we I, I mean I just couldn't breathe for about an hour anyway <laughs> yeah you're right you try oh, and film I love that. that I love I know exactly that's, I know a, what that's a it, 2 yeah, out of 10 laugh on, on on camera yeah I know it's, it's so unfair hmm have you got one? It's so unfair because we shouldn't have to write, really, should we? Not really. Um, no, I wish I, I actually really regret asking it because now I Good. can't remember what. Well, at least I won that then. You won. You I win. won. The end of this podcast has been half an hour. <laughs> oh, sh- oh God, has it? Right. Okay. Well, I've really enjoyed talking to you, Nico. Hang on, I do this bit. I mean, this is this is how you got on in life, isn't it? Just fucking wading in with your sharp little elbows, <laughs> like Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> little callback. Still got it. Still got it, love. You so do. listen, I've yeah. really, really enjoyed this. I would, you know, you'd be welcome to come back any time because, uh, as we say in the biz, I think you're a good fit. Oh, that is disgusting. You're a good fit. Yeah, this really works. That's the face that fits right there. The mouth that fits. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah, this really works. This is really working for us. This just works. It just works. It's firing. And when Uh, when I think about it, you might be my uh, most... uh, most present and and vis, vis, the most visible, my most visible guest in culture for a while, because you you're still doing really? all right. You got you got bits going. And, uh, you're still doing all right. Long oh, may okay. it, long Thank may you. it continue. Good for you. Thanks, Nico. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Fucking made up for you. Can you try it? Can you just try to sound like you mean it on getting text messages here? There we go. Right. I'm oh, going to say I'm right. going to do one really sincere good for you as honestly okay, though go Jess, on. Yeah, Jessica really Nappett, like you mean it. especially with working with Ramesh Ranganathan on the TV because it is time someone gave him a chance to make a TV show so like good for, good for you good for and good for him good for Rangan Rangan Ramesh Rom to be fair I would work with him no problem so put a word in love He's absolutely brilliant, by the way. I know. I have met him, and he is absolutely, definitely a top geezer. He is no. 100% top geezer, 
Jeno's talented. Yeah. And deser- and deserves it. And I good, mean, and good for a, good for all of good, you. And and good for him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And good for me because you know I get to just hang on those, hang on to those coattails. Those sweet little coattails. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I need. I need some new coattails. Would you Would you do me the honour of lowering a coattail or two for an old friend? If I had some, if I had <laughs> for an some old coattails. Friend. If I had some coattails, I would lower them down your way, Nico. What I need is one of my hands is I'm desperately clutching onto the back of Matt Morgan, who is clutching onto Noel and whatever's Noel above who? that. Noel Fielding Gallagher. Or Gallagher. And Gallagher. Then, and I'm underneath Matt, and then I've got friends who who are like guests on my and they oh go get on your podcast. And it's just this like daisy chain of awfulness. But my other hand is I free. I don't think that's awful. Isn't no, that not just... really. No, it's good. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Free. I'm not. I'm not, uh, no one's that bothered about hanging on to my coattails because there's not really, the coat itself isn't long enough. But but my left hand is grasping for a new coattail. And if you could just lower, lower a little. If I, uh, had, if I had them, I would. Chuck I us mean, a tassel. I, I don't, okay, I'll chuck you a tassel. <laughs> the Jessica Nappet gravy train. Oh, God, I'd love to. But that's the dream, isn't it? The yeah, dream it is. is you get to make stuff with mm. your mates. Mm. Wouldn't that be and lovely? you just keep doing it. I mean, I am doing that with, you know, I have made new friends. I just want to be seen with you, you know, like at China White's and all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Well, just hang around um, outside. You know, I usually pop, I usually yeah. pop in. Jessica Nappet looking radiant in her Dior gown with... Uh, <laughs> Writer friend and friend. leech, <laughs> elderly leech, Nico oh, Tatarovic. Yeah. Right. I anyway, would listen go to, to us. One of those things with you. That would be really. I bet you'd be great. I bet you'd be a great guest to Do one you, of those stupid things. What you mean, like arm candy, like a male escort? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, could do that. No, no, I mean like, um, yeah, like what? I, yeah, would you be my? Would you be up for that? A plus one. Being oh, my fucking escort. right, man. Do you want to be my escort? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can we not do the price on on Mike? Because <laughs> <laughs> because then it sets a standard, and of course, I like mm. to keep I like to keep shall flexible. Shall I go through your agent? <laughs> yeah, please do. Okay, great. I'll start again. I'll get emailing now. Yeah. Um, right, all right, no, mate. Well, enough. sorry. You, no, you, clo- you close it. You close it. I will. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. I very didn't much. even introduce you or say who you are, so I'm going to have to do a bit at the beginning. Oh, no. It's all right. Do you want to do it now? Uh, Jessica Hapitch has been on the telly. You know, you've been in between us, I think. Were you? I was in the movie. Right, she was in the movie. Anyway, thanks for joining <laughs> Been in loads of stuff. God, I'll, I will yeah, do a proper bit the... at the beginning. They'll know by now. Thank you, my darling. I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, sorry if it, it's taken too long. We 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 we're good when we catch up. We don't let's... know how to end this, do we? No, but I'm just saying to you I don't on know record. How to end this. Let's not leave it so long before we have a chat again. And uh... yeah, well, can we have a chat in real life? Absolutely. It's not being yeah. Recorded. Yeah. Okay. All right. I will. Lots of love. Lots of love. Thanks for coming. Love you, mate. Love you, mate. Bye. See you in a bit. Bye.
Remember, if you love the show in a deep and probably unhealthy way, you can help support it on an ongoing and stalky basis on patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club. Uh, your choice. See you soon, you internet weirdos. I, I'm, I'm one. <laughs>